Uh, hi friends, thank you so much for joining me once again for this episode. Um, this is now episode 18 or 19, I believe. Uh, sometimes I'm not even checking <laughs> these things. Um, it is December. Today is the 23rd of December and we are just two days away from Christmas. I hope that your holiday is going on fine and that the Lord has protected you throughout this year. I mean, the year has been long and uh it has been tough for some and i know that it has been very very uh it has been a blessed year for some i mean the things that we have done over the past um uh like 360 something years uh, the 350 something days um has been amazing and it is it is because of the lord the lord has protected us the lord has kept us this far this podcast has been a, now in existence for a year um and more and so when we cross over to 2023 we are going to be uh two years since we started this podcast and it's been an amazing time that i've spent um discussing the word of god with you and i've I've really grown so much and also i think it's just the grace of god that i'm still existing today because i've also failed so many times you know in the in the presence of god and i thank god so much for his mercy and when I when I when I reflect sometimes on the mercy of God, and um, it takes me back to you know determined I think it's Exodus chapter thirty four, where Moses you know is conversing with the Lord, and the Lord is is declaring His name and His character, and He says that the Lord, the Lord, the Lord God, you know, abundant is in mercy and love, and you know, forgiving sins. You know, up to the fourth generation, but nevertheless, for those who don't repent, you know, I'm just paraphrasing. You know, he punishes to the fourth generation, and the Lord describes His character as you know, merciful and as loving, and as forgiving and all this. And when I when I look at my life and the things that I've done, sometimes which are very very sinful before the Lord and the way that He has preserved my life, you know, and the blessings that He has bestowed upon me, you know, first of all, health and you know, financial security and all that. You know, I'm really, really grateful for the Lord, for the Father that He has taken us. And I remember the story of Samuel. You know, Samuel, when you know he, he placed, um, you know, a stone between I think it's Mizpah and Bethel, and called it Ebenezer. You know, the Father, the Lord has has brought us. So I hope you know sometimes you can just take a break and take a pause um, between now and the end of this year to just reflect on where the Lord has has. Um, you know brought you from how far he has walked with you and how far you know he's still going with you and so today i just want us to talk about something that has been you know gnawing at my heart that i want to talk about um and that is running the race to the last finish to the finish line um and before we 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 we, we, we start the discussion i just want us to pray Jehovah God in heaven, we thank you so much for this day and for this particular time, Jehovah my Father, that you have gathered here with the listener, Jehovah my Father God, to discuss your word. We want to discuss your word in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 26. Talking about running the race, Jehovah God. In this world, there are many races that are being run. But I pray that we may run the right race, and that is the race to sanctification. And the race to your arms, Jehovah God, to the foot of the cross where we might find redemption. 
Jehovah God remind us always who we are, that we are your children, and Jehovah God that we profess your name. And that name carries weight, Jehovah God. When you are called Christians, Jehovah Lord, it carries your name, Jehovah my Father, and that name is no joke. Remind us always, Jehovah God, that you are on the throne, Jehovah my Father, and that the race that we are running, it is a race that you are winning, Jehovah Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. The song that is playing in the background is um, Long Black Train by Josh Tanner. And Josh Tanner talks about, you know, this, it is, um, the, the Long Black Train is really, um, you know, a metaphor for sin, for the path of sin. And it is the, also the metaphor for the, the broad way that is attracting um, many, many souls. And the long black train that Josh is describing is, um, is kind of the train of sins, train the, the train of, world, of worldliness, you know, the train of licentiousness, this train of, you know, reckless living. And it is a way of life that is attracting so many people, including Christians. Um, in in Romans, the book of Romans, chapter chapter eight, you know, verse verse one, I think verse one to two, Paul is talking about, um, you know, do not conform now to the patterns of the world. You know, Paul is warning the Romans in that letter against conformation to the patterns of the world. So today I want to talk about, you know, the race that we are running. You know, what kind of race are you running? I mean, the world is chaotic at this moment. And we don't know what it, what it's in store for us in 2023 and what is going to happen. But uh, the world is getting wilder and wilder and less and less spiritual as the years uh, pass by. And there are so many inventions that the, the, the devil has come up with. To trip, to trip as many souls as possible. You know, in this long black train of the devil, he has manufactured attractions that he's using to kind of beckon souls to abort this long, long black train to nowhere. And I want to read um, what Paul says in First Corinthians chapter uh, chapter nine, verses twenty six. Um, I, I was so, before I read this, I was so proud that uh, one of the p- p- persons that I work with, in fact, two people, and I, I'll just give a shout out to Hudson from, in, in Munich, if you'll be listening to this episode, then shout out to you. Um, I discovered that you listened to my podcast, and then Tiffany Tawarar. Tiffany is a UI, UX designer, and I also learned that uh, she's kind of a Nicodemus, you know, like listening in the, in the background to what is what, what, what are you usually discussing this episode? I was, and I was so, so proud that, you know, so people that I know, you know, listen to me. And it, it just puts um, kind of this burning fire in me to, to preach the word of God. I mean, <laughs> the, world, the world that we live today, in, especially in the world of tech, where I am or where I'm transitioning to, you know, there are a lot of unbelievers and atheists and all that. And it's kind of, fashionable not to believe in God or to be spiritual quote unquote but not necessarily subscribe to to the life of a of a Christian and to follow the commandments of Jesus. And so the name of Jesus is not professed. You know, people may say that you know I'm spiritual, I'm religious and all that. 
but they do not always want to hear the word of god or you know the name of jesus being spoken but i'm so proud of um this these two friends of mine who you know take their time to sometimes listen to the word of god because it is just a life giving power so i want to read from the book of first corinthians chapter 9 verse 26 and it says that very um, i'm just going to begin from verse 25 to give it more context um and it says that everyone who competes in the games trains with strict discipline they do it for a crown that is perishable but we do it for a crown that is imperishable now verse 26 therefore i do not run aimlessly i do not fight like i'm beating the air no i discipline my body and make it my slave so that i have uh, after have preached to others i myself may not be disqualified so this was paul talking to the to the corinthians about you know his ministry and he saw that the ra- there was a race that was being run paul was running a race and he speaks about you know the olympics um uh, he alludes to kind of the games that are played in the olympics because remember that the olympics actually originated with um with the romans yeah and so he alludes to a race that and he says that i do not run aimlessly but and i do not fight like i'm beating the air now in um, other versions call it like boxing so it it's likened to boxing but the main message paul is saying that he is not running aimlessly so when he when he refers to running then he, he must be on a race to something yes must be on a race to to somewhere and i know that personally we are you know on a race to you know we are racing towards righteousness we are racing towards sanctification but when you look at the world the way the world is you know the attractions that the world has sometimes you can be derailed dear child of god sometimes you can lose focus of the race that you are on sometimes the things that are happening around you the things that you own the title that you have at your workplace the education that you have you know the activities that you do generally can can cloud your judgment and can can derail you from the track and i want to encourage you not to be derailed from the track i mean a lot of things are happening in the world today that are always demanding for your attention just like josh is singing about the long black train that this this train is full of propaganda this train is full of you know stuff that do not necessarily um have to do with god should not be concerning you as a christian but it is always beckoning your attention it's also always draining you and you know always calling for your attention come 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 and board this train and when you think about the race what what kind of race are you running and i want to say i want to say to you that <laughs> the race there's there's two races there's there's the race to nowhere okay and then there's the race to christ there's the race of sanctification that each and every christian should be striving to run and it is sometimes very very dumbfounding that uh, you can you can think that you are running the race to towards Christ that you are running the race towards sanctification but you are not really 
on that race. And that's why Paul says that I do not run aimlessly and I do not I, I do not box like I'm beating the air. But I subject my body and I you know I discipline my body and I bring it unto subjection. Less at after I have preached to others, I myself might be disqualified. I remember the story of Noah. You know, Noah was building an ark, and of course Noah had friends because he was not um isolated. And I imagine that the ark was so big that he could not have finished the ark himself, and so maybe he registered the help of friends, the help of you know extended family and all that. And these people were now asked were helping Noah to build, but the warnings of God were not heeded by them. They took the warnings lightly. And so as Noah is building the ark and putting the final touches and is preaching to his friends, I, I imagine that, you know, some of his friends were almost persuaded, you know, like Agrippa was, you know, in the case of Paul, that they were almost persuaded to get into the ark and the word somehow found root um, in their hearts. But they were half-hearted about the word of God and about the warnings of God. And so they pretended that they were running the same race with Noah towards salvation. But it got to a point that the pleasures of the world at that point in time, you know, overtook them and overwhelmed them. And they found themselves lost in the floods. The same happened to, you know, Judas. Judas was um, a disciple of, God, of, of Jesus for three years. And as Peter was walking on the water... Um, no, 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 that that was before. But as as Jesus was performing these miracles, feeding four thousand people, feeding five thousand, you know, healing, uh, you know, the leprosy, the lepra, the, the lepers, you know, as he was resurrecting Lazarus, and he was doing these amazing things, Judas was there, and Judas was was pretending to be on the same race, and at least he imagined that he was running the same race as the other eleven disciples. But when the temptation of 30 pieces of silver came knocking, Judas finally found that in fact he was not running the race, that the rest were running. The same case applies to many other people, you know, in the Bible, that finally lost track because they were not running the same race. It can be said, the same can be said of Lot's wife. The same can be said of Esau. The same can be said of several kings in Israel who thought that just by being in the fold of God, just by, just by being in the church, that they were running a race towards sanctification, that they were running a race towards salvation. So I want us to ask myself, and this is a question that I always ask myself so much, is that am I running the right race? Am I running the right race? Because you might think that you are running the right race and you might be so busy running, but you are running away from God. And I've discovered that in the in the present world that where we live in today, that it is very, very possible that we could suffer the same fate as the friends of Noah and we could suffer the same fate as the rest of Israel, the Israelites except Caleb and Joshua, who perished in the desert, having left Egypt, you know, 
um, over 600,000 men because of little sins that we ignore. Jesus talks about um, the parable of the, the, the ten virgins. And in the parable of the ten virgins, he says that five were wise and five were foolish. At about midnight, the bridegroom is coming and the call is made to go meet the bridegroom. And all of this, all of the virgins woke up. Actually, all of the virgins woke up to meet the bridegroom. But five, the five foolish virgins had no extra oil. So it means that if, if a woman, a virgin in the Bible represents the church, then it means that there are some people in the church who are pretending to be the true church until the last moment when they discover that in fact they had no spirit in them. And I imagine that, you know, maybe these this five foolish virgins were too excited about, you know, the affairs of the world and about the dresses that they were going to wear and about the awesome time that they would have at the party that they regard, they forgot to to store extra oil for their lambs. And the other the other um the other very profound um the other profound parable that Jesus talks about is the parable of the sower. So this this sower went out and he's spreading seed in a prepared land. But Jesus kind of kind of observed this man as he was you know sowing seed and it started from the age you know obviously you'd start from the age of the of the of the farm and he inserts his hands in the seed bag and he is sowing is sowing and Jesus observed you know in his mind as he's telling this parable that there are some seeds that fell on the road you know just just the road where he was standing as it's begun is sowing some fell on the road and then the birds came and plucked these seeds from the road and then he's saying he's seeing that some seeds fell among the thorns and then some seeds fell in among the rocks and then some seeds fell on wood ground so the seeds that fell on the road you know, represents people who hear the word. They hear the word, but they hear the word in passing. And those, and so as soon as they hear the word, they forget about that word. These are the, the category of people who, who ignore the word intentionally. They have no use for the word of God. And so the moment it lands in the heart, it's taken away. Then there are seeds that fell among the rocks. So these people... The seed, the, the word of God actually found a hardened heart that could not grow the word of God in them. You know, so these were people who were, were hardened by sin and they could not come to repentance for whatever reason. And so the word of God found no place in their heart to grow even a little bit. Then there are people who were represented by the seeds that fell among the thorns. So the seeds among the thorns, Christ says that they represent people who receive the word. They receive the word so joyfully because remember that the seeds among the thorns actually grew. And so they received the word 
very cheerfully. But as soon as the word landed in their hearts, they were overtaken by the daily events. So these people were actually running the race, but they got derailed, you know, from that race. And they got derailed by education. They got derailed by raising children. They got delayed, derailed by marriage. They got derailed by, you know, promotion and work. They got derailed by the cares of the world. Jesus describes them as the cares of the world. And I, I remember last week, uh, last week, yeah, it could be last week, I think at the beginning of last week, um, I was just doing something. I, do, I don't remember where I was, but I suddenly felt a sharp pain at the back of my head, and it was very sharp pain. Um, and immediately my heart, my, 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 my 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 first thought was what if this is a tumor you know because it was, i until and then i i started searching for my symptoms you know in web web md and i discovered you know it's it's some very very complicated uh, word there but google said that somehow it could be a nerve at the back of my head maybe that is feeling the pressure or something like that but i was so scared and I remember, I remember thinking that what if I die today? What if, what if this pain that I'm feeling in my head is kind of the last thing that I'll, I'll ever feel? Maybe I, I, won't, I will not cross over this year. And I just, I just reflected upon the life that I've lived even this year alone, and the many times that I've failed, you know, in the race for sanctification and the things that I've come to value more than you know a quiet time with god because you know sometimes you f- you value other things more than you value the word of god and i, I transitioned into tech and tech is is consuming it takes a lot of time to learn how to code and program and all that and it, it just dawned on me that even though i desired to learn these things so much I was barely having enough time because I also have to work. I also have to do other, other activities. And I discovered that it was stealing away my time for prayer, my time for Bible study, and even my time for going to church because at the end of the week, I was so exhausted that I, I didn't want even to lift my head. And when the sharp pains came, I just thought to myself that, what if I die today? No. What if... I died today. Like, it would not matter whether I learned how to code or not. It would not matter, you know, how much money I had in the bank. It would not matter how much my kids or, uh, you know, I don't have kids yet, but my my relatives, my friends, my family liked me or not. It would not matter much except the relationship that, that I had with God. Whether I had the relationship a relationship with God that would guarantee me a place in eternity. I thought about it so much that as human beings, we are in this this race that is so pointless and that is so useless. Instead of focusing on Christ, instead of focusing on what really matters. You know, we learned from Solomon through the book of Ecclesiastes 
it is only that us as human beings are so hard-headed that sometimes we have to experience some things for them to make sense for, to us. But Solomon is a person who experienced everything. He had a thousand women. He had 40,000 horses in his stable. This guy was super rich. Like nobody, the Bible says that nobody will ever have the riches that Solomon had. You know, nobody will have as much wisdom as this person had. But Solomon is a person who destroyed his life, you know, by following after other gods. And it's it's just the same gods that we are following today. The gods of idolatry, the gods of adultery, the gods of money and all that. And when you, when you think about the race, this in the context, context of the race, the world is always beckoning us to run a different race. The, the world is, is beckoning you into the race of if your husband or your wife, you know, offends you, then divorce is the easiest route. The world is pumping divorce into us. You know, it is just divorce that just divorce and it is all over in movies child, child fatherlessness um single people you know who are despising marriage that's the kind of race that the world is beckoning us to run you know in the guise of you know wisdom worldly wisdom the world is beckoning us to run the race of watching useless movies of watching listening to pointless music with nudity and all that and the world is beckoning us into selfishness that it is about me if my needs are not being met in friendships in family then i should cut people off <laughs> actually it's funny enough that um, we are going to the new year and so the new year comes with uh, you know fake friends and you know quote unquote fake friends fake family members people are not contributing to quote unquote our lives positively are being cut off so probably <laughs> i'm going to be cut off by some people you're going to be cut off by some people because you're dead weight and the world is always motivating us towards acquisition acquire more acquire more education acquire more wealth acquire more money acquire more flashy cars acquire more you know flashy things flashy clothes and all this and that's the kind of race that the world is inviting us to run it's the race of conformity but Paul is says is saying that do not conform to the patterns of this world now I want I want to encourage you to run the race that Paul is talking about to run with an aim to run with a purpose in i think in it is in the book of second timothy chapter 4 where Paul uh talks about is it second timothy chapter 2 or there about from verse 4 where, where paul is talking about a soldier and he says that there's nothing that a soldier should be desiring except to please his general that as as soldiers we need not to be entangled with the affairs of the world the same same paul um In the book of first corinthians uh, it could be in chapter 8 or even chapter 9 it's talking about the shortness of time that now the time is is so short that even those people who are taking wives they should act like they were single those people who had dealings with the world should act like they had no dealings with the world and 
I, I just want to talk about the race that let us let us run the race towards sanctification let us run the race i know i know how hard it is it is so hard by the way and sometimes you get tempted and you fall but the bible says that a righteous person falls seven times and each and every time he gets up to continue with the journey christ never promised us arst um an easy journey as long as the world the devil remains in the world and remains to be the prince of this world our flesh is always going to be fighting our spirit sometimes the flesh will win because these are battles it's not the whole war sometimes the flesh is going to win but sometimes you know you are going to win the spirit is going to win but christ says that john 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 says that if we sin he says i pray that you do not sin but if you sin then you have to know that there's an advocate in heaven and sometimes the devil will say to you that you have gone too far in your race your own race you have run too far to turn back to the right race but i i want to encourage you with a verse from the book of isaiah that says um just say the problem with me is that uh, i know what the verse say but i don't know the exact uh, places where they were they are i just know that the book of isaiah it could be in chapter 6 um or chapter 5 uh, i think it's in chapter 6 says that ask for the old paths ask for the old old paths that you can follow the old paths and if you have gone too far in the race that you have run, you are running just just sit quietly sometimes and reflect on where you are where you are standing with the lord where are you standing with the lord are you standing on sure ground like if the lord came tonight if the lord came today if the lord came on christmas christmas day and you know the the shout of the trump was heard you know would you would you resurrect would, would you um you know rise up to meet christ in the clouds but remember christ is not going to touch the earth he's going to receive the redeemed in the sky so would you rise to meet him in the sky or would you run to the mountains to hide for the mountains to hide you i want us to i want us to be encouraged that uh, the bible says also um in the book of i don't know the book the, the book of jude that the 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 person he who he who has given us this ministry he has given us this faith he has given us this promise he has given us this salvation that we we have is faithful enough to take it to the end like god is faithful to keep you i i remember in the book of genesis you know abraham um tells abimelech that sarah is my sister and so abimelech the king takes sarah as his wife okay but the lord comes to abimelech in a vision and tells him that he cannot uh lie with sarah because sarah is abraham's wife And so the Lord says to Abimelech that I prevented you from sinning against me 
because I saw that what you did was innocent. You did not do it with full knowledge. It means that the Lord is able to keep us from sinning. We always give power, too much power to the devil to make us sin. But the Lord also is enabling, is, is powerful enough to keep us away from sinning. And so Paul advises us that there are some sins that you have to flee. Like you have to flee sinful, you know, fornication for instance. Sexual sin, you have to flee it. But the other sins that when the word of God is dwelling in you, uh, Psalms chapter 119 verses 11 says, that I've kept the word of the Lord in my heart so that I may not sin against you. So when the, the word of the Lord is dwelling richly in your, inside your heart, there are some sins that, because they are presumptuous sins, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll just get to know. The Holy Spirit will just speak to you that, Fred, this, 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 this path you are taking, this is a path that leads to sin. This is a path that is leading to, the, to displeasing God. I always get that voice in my head when I'm about to do the wrong thing. And it, it, it always bothers me so much that... I know that this thing that I'm doing is wrong and sometimes I just go ahead and do it, you know. But I, I just thank God for his mercy and I think thank God for for his grace that even though sometimes I feel like I've gone too far, but sometimes I, I get overwhelmed just by the mercy of God and the love of God that I find myself just praying and repenting. And after repenting, I'll just feel some kind of light, light, um, lightweight in my heart. And I want to thank you so much for, for having walked with the Lord this far and for having been a listener to this podcast this year. So I'll just record more and more episodes even before the year ends. But I just want you to reflect on the journey that you are walking. Remember the Israelites in the book of Numbers chapter 14. They were just about to enter Canaan. Like they could they could see Canaan from a distance. But the cowardice of the rest of the, the ten spies, the lack of faith that resulted, made, made the children of Israel wander in the desert for 40 years. And I, I pray that the race you are, you are running may not be you running around in circles, you know, going back to sin, repenting, going back to sin, repenting. Paul warns in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 that you have to stay too far. You know, it, it's been a long time in sin. You know, let us not go back to to being taught fundamental things about the faith, you know, sinning and then going back again and back again and back again. Let us move forward. Let us grow to be people who, who are grounded in Christ. Let us not be babes anymore. That is what Paul is saying. And I, pr- I pray that this episode encourages you. I, I actually recorded this episode last week, but for some reason, um, because I'm using Anchor, uh, Anchor did not record it, and then it was frustrating, and so I said that I'm going to repeat it. But I, I really pray that the Lord may see you through this year, and that He may reveal to you the race that you are running so that if you are running the wrong race that you may go back to running the right race stop running after worldly things stop caring about you know what the lgbtq um, are saying what the politicians are saying 
what the economy is saying what what you know those are nonsense just focus on the lord focus on the lord what the lord what does the lord say because you also discovered that that it's kind of truth is getting twisted such that you don't know what is truth anymore i mean the mainstream media is these days has turned this truth upside down so you don't know what truth is anymore you know the truth has been whitewashed so much that for someone who is not careful you do not know you will not know what the truth is but the truth is christ says that he is is the way the life and the truth and so just focus on christ i encourage you to focus on christ let the bible be your guide let the word of god be a lamp unto your feet and a light into your path light your path with the word of god so that you are not running in darkness and running aimlessly run the race that paul was running you know the race to sanctification he says that he says in the book of um, i think it's in galatians or something that i've run the race i've fought the fight and now what lays ahead of me what what is remaining for me is to receive the crown of life and i pray that i myself may run the race and that one day we may meet with you you know i have listeners from china listeners from bermuda from jamaica I I I I hope one day that we meet you know on the on that beautiful show and discovered each other that you know I I used to listen to your voice on a podcast when I was in Jamaica or when I was in the United States or when, when I was in India or in China or Australia or Zimbabwe Ghana Nigeria you know Poland Russia you know Britain um Canada and all that Kenya and I, and I really pray that in 2022 in 2023 I mean that you may you may hold on to God and that finally you may just shed off the the weight the excess weight that has been preventing you from you know getting totally sold and totally committed to God Jesus says that nobody you know takes on the plow and looks back he was saying that when when you've put your hands on the plow you know as as farmers do you always look ahead where the cows the 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 bulls are going you don't look back because if you if you look back then you know you you, you run the risk of of uh, tilling the land wrongly that was the the meaning of that um, of that that analogy And so I pray that in in 2023 that you may firmly hold on to the plow and look ahead you know depending on Christ and regain your life of prayer and Bible study. The world is chaotic and the world is messy and I pray that the Lord may preserve you and that the Lord may preserve me too. It's been an awesome time sharing with you the word of God this this um this evening. Um, just for recaps we have read from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 24 to 27 so you might want to study it for yourself like the Bereans used to do and um, if you notice some discrepancy or you can explain it better then hit me um, in my email otherwise uh, it is the Friday today is the Sabbath day and so 
I'm just starting my Sabbath and I hope yours is going to be awesome too. Have a nice day and um, until we meet again, bye-bye.